I'm just going to carry on from where we stopped the previous week. And last week we talked about tithe in the Old Testament. And uh, we, we did explain that uh, actually before the, the law, there was tithe. So really, tithe wasn't originally from the law. It's Abraham tithe, so make it a sec. Jacob tithes. So tithe is not about the law. At the beginning, I believe tithe is about faith. So we talk about that. And again, when the law come, it was now become a law. And what's the purpose of that? Is for the, the Levites, which are the priests. And the purpose of that is to maintain the house of God. Because the Levites tribe are chosen as the priests of God. God declared your job is to serve, nothing else. They are not allowed to work. They are not allowed to do nothing, just in the house of God. And uh, till today, we still have the Levites, which are our priests, our pastor. So we understand that. And again, we know anything to do with the law have a consequence. But at the same time, we will say the law is bad. Is the law bad? Only three people know. I pray God you give a revelation. Law is not bad. It's a wonderful thing. But I don't want to spend too much time. We talk about that. But we're going to go into a new one. I call it Titan in the New Covenant. Titan in the New Testament, if you want to put it that way. Now, I know there's a lot of debate that's been going on. Oh, tight is Old Testament thing. Oh, tight is this, tight is that. Uh, you can call it whatever you want to call it. As far as I'm concerned, tight is still applied in the New Testament, although we might not call it tithing, but it's still applied. When I look at the Word of God in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 17, this is Jesus actually declare one thing. Amen. That's Jesus talking about the law. Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law of the prophet. I know I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So, if you say tithing is not uh, something we still need to do today, then Jesus just told to you, no. The law was not abolished because the law is good. So, we have to have that understanding. Jesus, this Jesus now talking, said, don't think I come to say I remove the law. No. I did not come. Why? Because the law is good. Even the law can be the thing of Old Testament, but we still need the law today. Thou shalt not kill. Isn't that a good thing? Honor the father and the mother. Isn't that a good thing? The law will exist until Jesus comes back. So we have to understand that the law is a good thing. What is the law? Law is a commandment of God laid down for his people to obey. It's a guide for us. To live the right life. So there's nothing bad about the law. The purpose of the law is to guide us. To lead us. But as we all know, man failed to fulfill the law. And as we all know, Jesus came to do one thing for us. To deliver us from the law. Isn't God wonderful? And why? Because God cannot change his word. You see, this is the thing about God. When God 
pick it. Nothing can change it. It needs to be fulfilled. And that's why law came. Law condemned us. Why? Because of sin. Because of sin, man cannot fulfill the law. So Jesus came once and for all, and he did what? The Jesus did, did not remove the law, but he paid the price. The punishment of the law, he paid for us. Because law still exists. No matter what we want to say, the law still exists. If it's still still, it's the wrong thing. If it's still lie, it's the wrong thing. You commit adultery, fornication, it's the wrong thing. Anything that you do that's not pleasing to God is still a wrong thing. But Jesus did one thing. He said, I did not come to remove the law, but I come to pay the price for the law broken. And that's the grace that we have. That when we do wrong, we can boldly, as you say in Hebrew, go to the throne of God and say, Papa, I messed up. The Bible said, we have the high priest, Jesus Christ our Lord. We himself have been on this earth. He has been tempted like you and I, but he committed no sin. He understands our weakness. Come boldly to the throne of grace. So this is the key thing we need to understand. So the law still exists. The only thing is that the law does not have power over us like it used to be before. The law condemned. The law put you away. In those days, thou shalt not see you still. Instant judgment. There's no going come back. God says, every word that proceeds out of my mouth will never go void. They shall accomplish what pleases God. Every word of God can never change. Instead of changing, the price will be paid. It's a thing God could have said, okay, men are perishing because they sin. Let me cancel the sin once and for all. God cannot do that. Instead, he killed himself through the son to fulfill his word so his fault can never fail. That's the great God that we serve. That's why so many people, so many other religions struggle to understand. How can God kill himself? So we have that understanding. Even Jesus to say, if you look in the book, the book of John 14, 15, or John 14, 23, because of time, he said, if you love me, keep my commandment. That is the New Testament. If you love me, keep my commandments. And he said, me and my father, I'm paraphrasing, we come and manifest ourselves unto you. So it's very important. I just want to break this down for us to have the understanding. When you look at the purpose of the time in the Old Testament, what is the purpose? It's to maintain the house of God. In those days, they used those things to look after people in the church. God said, in my storehouse, let there be food. And the same house of God still exists today. If God did not bring magic and put money in those days, it will not change that today. So what does that happen? The church still needs to be running. Some churches, they say, look, you are not bound by tithe. You can pay as much as you want. That's not against the law. That's not a sin. That's not a sin. So when we look into this now, and I look in the New Testament, okay, some people say, okay, tell us in the New Testament, where is talk about tithe? There's only four places in the New Testament that tithe was mentioned. If you look, Matthew 23, verse 23. Luke 11, verse 42. Luke 18, verse 12. Those three areas, Jesus was actually, it was Jesus, I think in Matthew, Jesus was saying to the Pharisees, when they are boasting about their tithe and this, Jesus said, yes, but mercy, you struggle. Loving, you struggle. Even though he's not condemning the tithe, although you're passionate about your tithe, He's not condemning the former thing. But at the same time, the latter thing is good. 
Both of them are good. So during the time of Jesus, we know the law still exists. You understand that? Because until Jesus died now, the grace come. So we have that understanding. And the fourth one is the Hebrews 7. Hebrews 7 verse mm -hmm. 1 to, 10, to yeah. 10. This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and mm. also a priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice and the king of Salem means king of peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priests, who were descendants of Levi, must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel, who are also descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham. And Melchizedek placed the blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. The priests who collect the tithes are men who die, so Melchizedek is greater than they are, because we are told that he lives on. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. For although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham's body when Melchizedek collected a tithe from him. Amen. The book, the book of Hebrew, actually Hebrew explained, he break this down. When Abraham paid the tithes, at the beginning, there's no law. He paid that tithe to Melchizedek. And now, to today, nobody knows. But when you deeply research more, they, they believe it's recognition of Jesus. Because he called it the, the, the prince of, I think he's the prince of peace. He's the prince of Jerusalem. There's one of the scriptures which say, he that give the bread and give the wine. Which is all connecting to Jesus. So he was saying that at the beginning, Abraham did that. Not under the law, but through grace. You have to remember, Abraham was under grace too. Please, if I confuse you, let me know. Because everything Abraham did is not because Abraham did not come to see, but he found grace in the presence of God. Why? Because of his obedience to God. So Abraham wasn't living under the law. He was under grace. In those days, there's a personal grace. But he pays tight. Then when the law came, we are not, the law, we are now paying the tithe to Levi, which is a man. But if you look and the turnaround come back now, the time Abraham was paying, now we are now in Christ, which means our pain is to Christ. Does that make sense? Because that's what he was saying. He said, in the law, they pay to man who die, but under the grace we are paying to him who live. If you don't get it, I explain myself. So whenever you're paying now, it's not like the law. When they say pay your title, give offering, you are not giving like the law to man. You are giving to him who died for you. You have been like Abraham, who give. You have been like Jacob, 
who said, I didn't even know the Lord is here. But God, if I go and do this and do that, when I come back, I will give tenth of all unto you. Do you see the difference? So God is, he knows all things from beginning to the end. God has prepared all from beginning to the end for us. He showed Abraham as an example given to Christ. When we're talking about Mekhizet, they said they don't, the geology of, of Mekhizet, they cannot trace it. That's God at work. But the time to come, that revealed to us, and that's what Hebrew was saying. So when we're given in this time, we are not given as if we are under the law. Why? Because let me tell you one thing. The house of God still need the money. The house of God still need all these things that God has for in the time of the law. The things do not change. The law never changed. It still remains the same. We still have the law. We still live in, in the law. But we are not controlled by the law. If you like it or not, law will never go away. Law will never go away. Although the law will not condemn you, but that doesn't mean there's no consequence. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, we go to heaven, but there's certain things you do. You, you get punished on earth, if you like it or not. You will. If anybody preach or that to you, I don't know. But I will tell you one thing. That's why Jesus said, the law is good. I did not come to remove it. So if the law is not good, Jesus will make it clear that law got to go. But law cannot go because law is what's going to guide us. Law cannot go nowhere. We still need to pay rent. We still need to pay bill. We still need to look after one another. There's still going to be people underprivileged that still need the help of the church. Pastor, if it's not working, you need to be fed with a family like the old. Yes, tithes not mentioned in the New Testament as mentioned the law. Because they said the tithes under the law. But now let me tell you one thing that I find out during my research is the fact that when you under the law, you give to receive. That's what the Lord do. You don't steal, no condemnation. You pay your tithe. Even under the law, when you pay tithe, it bless you material things. Now, let me open your eyes today. Now you live under grace. Let's, let's understand that. You now live under grace, which is unlimited. Grace that don't condemn you. But actually, it deliver you. Grace give you more than the material things. Grace guarantee heaven for you. Even in your uncleanness, even in your whatever way you want to say, is that come bodily? That's what grace do. Does that mean we still go to give ten percent for grace? But I believe after this teaching, you have understanding. Is a rule. God said, you receive not. You see, Jesus said one thing. Give and it shall be given to you good measure. That is, that is the New Testament. So if you don't let go what is in your hand, Jesus said you cannot get nothing. That's in the New Testament. Now, imagine you're giving to God. Remember, Abraham gave to Melchizedek, which is representative of Jesus. Lord, give it to the Levi, which are the men. Which one is greater? That doesn't mean the Levi, the priest, will not condemn you. That doesn't mean the priest will not fail you. 
but Jesus can never fail you. When now you give, and the thing is, what is affecting us is lack of faith. I said today, let's remove the name tight. Because I think that name creates problem. Let's remove tight. It is true. And who make it difficult? Devil. Everyone now, when you hear tight, yes, it reminds you, even the one you don't remember. You know, 10 years ago, you haven't paid that bill. Ah, it will remind you. Anything that God asks you to do, you have that kind of thing. No, it's a good thing. And there's nothing God asks us to do that he has not given us the ability to fulfill it.